When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone and welcome to another episode of On The Turnbuckle here on mypodcasthouse.com or whatever you're listening to us on. Thank you for joining us. Welshie, g'day to you. Very g'day, Tony. How are you? Oh, I'm excellent, thank you, mate. It's not often that I've had two bros on the uh, podcast with me. <laughs> Chilling with your bros. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Chilling with my bros. How are you, buddy? I'm, I'm pretty good. Thank you for having me on The Turnbuckle. Uh, not the angle I expected, but that's all right. The... Uh, It'll be exciting. We've got, we got some things to chat about, no doubt. We have. Um, now, Tony, we didn't have an episode last week, and we've got to address the elephant in the room. Oh, well, that's right. Um, why didn't we have a show last week? I know Lyle's fucked off overseas. Yep, no, I was extremely you uh, were upset about bowling, the Queen. I've heard. No, I was upset about the Queen's death. Oh, I, I, thought, I thought it was just appropriate that we not do a wrestling show. She hadn't you know. died yet. Yeah, she had last week. Had she? She'd been dead for 10 days, mate. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Lyle was in mourning. He's off last week. He's not here today. He's, is he in Bali? Did, did, did he go to the funeral? Well, I think his oh, mourning calling was one point lost. To be fair. <laughs> oh, no doubt about it. <laughs> I tell you, I flew up to Sydney and all the Collingwood supporters decked in all their gear. Uh, not so much on the way home. They'd, uh, Burning jumpers and yeah. <laughs> throwing definitely... their flag out the window. Um, they, they weren't checking in baggage. They checked that shit in there. Yeah. Haven't the Australian media covered themselves with glory with this coverage of uh, of the old bird dropping off the perch? Um, You're not a monarchist, are you? I no, I'm I'm a Republican, like most normal people. Um, but you're a, you're a fan of King Booker, though, right? Like everyone. Yeah, else. King Booker. If yeah, he was the king, I'd be fine. <laughs> um, Macho King was probably more my monarch, but if I have to read one more article about who's sitting next to who in a church, what <laughs> someone's wearing to a wedding, what off to a funeral, what order someone gets out of a car, like what the fuck? <laughs> they, they do they do pomp and ceremony well though, don't they? They do pompous very well. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know what I mean. Like, who cares if? if there was eye contact between Meghan Markle and Catherine and, and then did you see uh, the Australian commentary? They couldn't even identify the, 
the British, British Prime, Prime Minister. Minister. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was great. That was so good. I think that was Channel Nine. <laughs> like Tracy some, Grimshaw, some no, obscure, some obscure royal there, I guess. <laughs> I don't know who yeah. that is. <laughs> It wasn't a clue that she walked in following all the other prime ministers in order. There, there is a reason as to why Tracy's given it away at the end of this year. Well, she can't uh, see further than right her nose. Exactly. That's right. They had no idea what was going on. Peter uh, Overton, what's his excuse? No, no, Peter, he's all right. No, look, I know, I know you're not a lover <laughs> Tone, of it. Tone's, Tone's good mates with Pete, so don't. don't I know you're he's not a lover of it. everyone. <laughs> But it was very well done. There's no doubt about it. The, the whole. Did thing. you watch? Did you watch all 15 hours? No, no, no. I did watch. About the same length as a DMDU show. <laughs> oh, he liked that. Look at him. He's up and about. Look at him. Shoulders are back. He loved that. Uh, good, ch- good interview. With I was going to say AEW, but I thought I'd make it Australian. Yeah. No, fair enough too. I like it. Uh, I like it. Good interview with Cherry Stevens last week. It was the week so she or the week before, but she's. Really impressive. Um, bright, much brighter than any of us, that's for sure. Um, knows her character, knows her wrestling. I'm interested to ask today's guest about her because I know that he's done some work with her in Sydney. Well, let's get into today's guest. Uh, Matty Diamond joins us and uh, we speak to him. He's in a little bit of pain, so I think, as well, uh, as he recovers from an injury. Matty, how are you? Yeah, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right in good spirits. So can you take us through what actually is the problem? Um, oh, I've been dealing with a, a bit of a shoulder injury for probably a couple of months. Just trying to, I've been seeing a physio just trying to figure out exactly what the issue is and just kind of working around it. I've got a tear in my rotate, oh, tear in the cartilage in my shoulder. So um, dealing with that just kind of, Working through it, I got an injection in it the other day—a painkiller injection—to kind of um, get stuck into some of the inflammation in there and kind of get rid of the pain, so I can work on this rehab and not be inhibited by the pain. Which that's the that's the idea behind mm. that. And uh, unfortunately, I suffered a concussion at the last Renegades of Wrestling show. Oh damn! So I am um, I'm dealing with that now. I'm feeling much better than I was. Uh, still getting a couple of little dizzy spells here and there um but they've they've backed right off which is good and i'm, I'm seeing good doctors as well which is good geez that bloody locky hendrix messed you up broke your ribs <laughs> gave you a concussion bloody hell yeah just um, lost you there mate i said what a scumbag yeah. <laughs> was that was the shoulder an injury or is it just something that's been wearing down over time uh, there was it's funny there's there was nothing that really happened that I went off shit I've hurt my shoulder it was only when I was in the gym um doing some like some pressing movements and I just started to feel this pinch it just wouldn't go away it was and it was really painful it's affecting the way I train and kind of I was always conscious of it when wrestling as well um because I I mean it's very easy to land in a position yeah where I could either go backwards on my shoulders or come forward. So that was kind of always in the back of my mind as well. So um, I'm big. Anyone who knows me, uh, the other wrestlers know that I'm big on um, on kind of getting stuck, in, stuck into an injury and figuring out what it is and trying to rehab it properly as soon as possible because uh, I didn't do that when I was younger. And uh, I'm, A I'm lot of people it. don't do that when they're younger. So listen up, people. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm big on um, kind of almost preventative maintenance 
And um, if, if you have something, get stuck into it early before it becomes a big problem. Why does it sound like you're setting up for a plug for DDP yoga? I feel. Uh... No, <laughs> look, I absolutely should DDP yoga, should do DDP yoga, and I've got the DVDs somewhere, but I don't do it. <laughs> I don't do it, and it'd probably be really good for me as yeah, well. It's because you feel like a goose standing in a room with a chair trying to do, do some. I do. I'll stand in the lounge room as well. Yeah, in front of the just, TV. It, it and feels like wrong. It, it doesn't look like it'd be hard, and it's fucking so hard. <laughs> yeah, that kind of stuff is. The more calisthenics kind of stuff, using your own weight and stuff, is yeah, it can be brutal. Yeah, people don't get is. that. People don't get that. But that's I see um coming along now. I see you did uh, channel DDP with your wrist, uh, your rib taping at Renegades. It was very <laughs> DDP. Yeah, I needed it, mate. Like we said, that uh, Rocky Hendricks did a number on me. <laughs> smack me in the back with the chair. Smack me in the ribs with a chair. So, and you didn't see that coming from Lockie because um. To not see that coming from Lockie, I'd almost suggest you'd never met him before. Well, I, it's kind of funny. Uh, <laughs> I I heard his his big chat on the his big spiel in in ring in the first Renegade show, saying he's a changed man and stuff. And I kind of didn't really buy it. I kind of just just seemed a bit sus for me. Like you said, I've seen him. I've seen him wrestle other places, and I don't know if I really truly believed it. Uh, and I think maybe in that moment after the match, I, I kind of let my guard down and, and went over and, and like we had a bit of a chat because I could see he was quite upset, obviously meant a lot to him. And I kind of said to him, um, yeah, you fought hard, but tonight wasn't your night. But well, I, in that moment, I said to him, I said, when I win this belt, you'll get a shot at it. And um yeah, probably should have paid a bit more attention because next thing you know, I was getting helped to the back by a medic. Mm. You've you been having, yeah, yeah. Tony, Tony's been a big enemy of Lockie Hendricks for quite a while. Oh, so I had him, I had him at my house recording this podcast, going through the whole spiel of how good and how dedicated he was to changing his life and all that sort of stuff. And then it was just an absolute kick in the ass when it happened. Yeah. Yeah, kicking the ass, kicking the guts for me. Yeah. <laughs> and the head too. Yeah, I he was he's working on my knee there as well. So I copped it. I I I went into the uh into the match against Rat Daddy, fuck, not even close to hundred percent. Well, it sounds like you didn't go into either match hundred percent. So um I just want to compliment you on the quality of both of the matches you had that night because your match against Lockie was fantastic like i absolutely love that match and then the match you had with rat daddy um fighting from underneath was also just gripping stuff so congratulations on both of those matches from me oh thank you i um i, I got a chance to watch it back the other day when it came out on fight and uh yeah i mean i really enjoyed both of them as well i was i was quite pleased watching them both back obviously didn't get the win in the main but um other than that i was quite happy with them Last time we had you on, it was quite a while ago, but um, we were talking about the unfair statement. Everyone always saying that Matt Diamond's underrated. Matt Diamond's underrated. Um, I don't think you're underrated in New South Wales. And I think after this year, there's no one in Melbourne that underrates you. Talk us through how how this year's gone for you. Uh, well, thank you. Um, I... Because I've had I've had so many uh, 
injury interrupted years and then COVID and then even coming out of COVID, I, uh, just before the second lockdown, I got injured as well. Uh, so I really wanted to do as much as I could this year. I really wanted to not knock back any bookings because of an injury. I really wanted to just give it my all this year, do a lot of traveling um, and kind of get out of, of Sydney and New South Wales and kind of get to get to wrestle and play in places that I hadn't wrestled before and in front of fans that I hadn't wrestled before. And yeah, this, this year has been probably, I don't know if I've wrestled more matches this year, but I've definitely wrestled at more promotions this year than I have. Like I've, I've done, um, I did MCW and DMDU at the start of the year, Renegades, obviously. Uh, I debuted for IWA in Sydney, done Slam in Canberra as well. Uh, and then PWA and Newcastle Pro. So yeah, it's been a, it's been a good year and I've, um, and it kind of sucks that this, this injury has, has come along when it has, because PWA has the, uh, the let's fucking go tour coming up. So I'm, I'm going to miss that. And that's okay. Like I'm happy to, I kind of, I kind of know that I'm, I'm not real. I've, I've got to be smart. That's, that's kind of what I'm, I'm getting at is I've got to be smart with, with missing some of the things and, I mean, the end of the year is obviously not going to go to plan, but it is what it is, really. Do you have a timeline? Uh, I I have a, I plan on being back. Um, I plan on doing a match at Slam November fifth, so that'll be about two months. Yeah, two months. Uh, the head should be should be sweet by then. I should be able to get a good sack of rehab into the shoulder as well. So yeah, I'll be pretty confident. Um, you're only doing... just going to miss that uh, PWA show then too, yeah? yeah That's the yeah. 28th of October, isn't it? Hmm. Yeah, I think Wollongong is uh, the 28th of October. Oh, it's around then somewhere, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so I'll just miss the tail end of it, but that's okay. I'm, I'm pretty happy to just lock, lock in two months of downtime, two months, yeah. of, um, two months of good rehab, and then I'll do – my aim is to do slam, and then I'll kind of see how I'm feeling after that. And um, I might take it easy the rest of the year. Do do a couple of shows. I don't want to not wrestle, but I probably will try and take it easy uh, heading into Christmas and then get stuck into it next year again. What is everywhere you, you're uh, working? Everywhere you're working are those um, what's considered the top promotions in the country. Um, a lot of us haven't seen much of Slam. Can you talk us through what's going on with Slam? Because I'm I'm seeing the cards and they're stacked with talent. Um, what's happening there? Mate, Slam is seriously one of my favourite places to wrestle. It's um, it's at a it's at a club in Canberra. They, I think every show that they've done has been sold out. Every show that they've done, the crowd's grown as well because they've had to open up more seating. I think the last I didn't I wasn't able to do the last show, but every show that I've done has been sold out. I think they. I think it's like 450, 500 people jammed in there. Is. Lots of kids as well. So it's a real fun crowd to wrestle in front of. They're, they're really loud. Um, Slam, it's kind of, it's, it's a bit hard to describe if you haven't been there. But it's one of those, it really has its own identity. It, uh, it kind of has a bit of an American vibe. And I'm, all the videos that they put up 
um, of the match announcement and the the slam of the week that they do. It's got it's got an American um, accent speaking over it, and it kind of I kind of describe it as when I was a little kid and I would go to uh, the WWE when they would come and you would walk in and you hear the music and you, and you hear the ring announcer and he's American and it kind of, it kind of feels like what you see on TV and slam kind of has that vibe with the, the music and the presentation. It's uh, I, I love it down there. That's a really good great. point about that Americanization of the show and people being able to relate to it. But I love Canberra. Canberra's always got it, hasn't it? I mean, Canberra was the only place where you could shoot porn. It was the only place where you could buy fireworks. <laughs> and now it's got great wrestling. I mean, it's a place hey, to you be. Can grow your own, you can grow your own weed there as well. It isn't a place to be. What's not to love? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're de- decriminalizing the heavy stuff now too. So you'll be all right. <laughs> you rock and roll. Hey, just getting back to the, the different shows you've done this year. Are you learning much from the, the different organizations, the different wrestlers, the different audiences? Like, how's that shaping you going forward now? Is it, has it been a big learning curve as well, or is it just business as usual? It, it's almost business as usual. Different places have different crowds. Like, yeah. obviously, uh, DMDU has a different crowd to slam. So you've kind of got to change the way you wrestle. And I've kind of had to change the way I wrestle based on injuries throughout the year as well. So I've kind of learned to work a little bit smarter this year and uh, and kind of not take it easy for a show because that's probably, that doesn't sound right. That's not the way that um, that I mean it to be. But I've, I kind of know that there's some shows where, okay, today's, I've taken it easy for a couple of shows. Today's the one where, okay, let's rip in. Let's have a real go. Yeah. Well, you're working a bit smarter too by the sounds of it. Yeah, good. absolutely. Yeah. It's a very good question though, bros, because... As a, as a wrestler, you would personally grow in that situation as well. If you weren't put in a situation where you had to change and adapt to different promotions, you'd just be wrestling the same way all the time. But all of a sudden, now you're wrestling a different way. This promotion, you think, hang on, I could actually incorporate that into this show and the like. So you, you're learning as you go along as well. Yeah, absolutely. Always learning. And yeah, you kind of pick up a couple of things along the way. Like you might do something somewhere and it doesn't really work there. But then you'll be in a situation somewhere else and you go, actually, based on this crowd, fuck, that yeah. might work here. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's good. It's a great experience by the sounds of it. Yeah, one thing that interests me is when you're working through an injury, which you've been doing for quite a while, um, and you do have to alter the way you work, does that force you to think differently about um, the psychology of the match and things like that as well? And, and, and does that help you develop all of those extra skills besides the amazing moves that we all know you can do. Yeah. Yeah. It probably does. It, um, yeah, it kind of forces me to slow down a little bit. So I'm probably not as, uh, probably not, not as capable, capable, probably not the right word, but I'm probably not as willing to get stuck into a big flat out spot fest every time. Um, these days, like I've got to, like I said, I kind of got to pick and choose when I want to rip in and 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 go really hard and do do a couple more flips and take a couple big more bumps. But um, yeah, it does. Yeah, it's about letting story lead the way rather than just uh, an, a, a display, an, an an acrobatic or a, a physical display. Yeah, that makes sense. 
the opportunity to travel a lot more this year, I'm assuming that you've met a lot of new people and you've got to work against a lot of wrestlers who you often haven't met before. Um, talk the wrestling fan through the process of, of planning a match with someone who you've probably met for the first time on the night. Oh, yeah, good question. Yeah, interesting. Uh, I'll always kind of look ahead and do a bit of a research and I'll kind of scroll, scroll through the, their Instagram or if I find a match and kind of see how they wrestle. I, I like to think I'm pretty familiar with most people. Um, but if I'm not, I will go ahead and do a little bit extra research. And then it's all about, I guess, finding that uh, that happy medium between us both where we can go out there and and rip in. Uh one one bloke who I I think I'd met, maybe I hadn't met, but I, I got to wrestle a couple times this year. Is Eben? Um, yeah, I I I could wrestle him every day. I absolutely. Our, our match at um our match at DMDU was it was it was okay, but mm. we we were both like two weeks post COVID, so we we both come, come backstage. We both come backstage and just fucking laid on the floor dying. <laughs> and where that was fun. Uh, it'll be good when we do it again. And then um, then we got to do it at at Renegades uh, in the, in the main event. And that's yeah, that match was one of my favourites this year. And he's what? so bloody young. Yeah, I oh, know it, it pisses me off. <laughs> <laughs> he's injury free as well. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Well, sure, I like the question though because I'd like to know: Is there a sort when you when you're working out matches with your opponents? Is there a sort of hierarchy? Does the more senior wrestler have more input or have more of a say into how things may go? Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably the case, but it, it also kind of depends on the experience level as well. Like if if someone's been and, and done a lot more than I have despite me wrestling longer than them, I'll probably listen to them. But um, I like Ryan Rapid was a, is a pretty good example. When I got to wrestle him, he was, he's like, yeah, I just, I just want to learn from you. And I think he, I, I hope he got a couple of, a couple of lessons. Like there was a couple of things when we were putting it together where I said, well, he had an idea and I was like, oh, I see where you're going, but it doesn't make sense for this reason. But if we do this, this leading into it, and you could kind of see that it kind of clicked for him. Yeah, yeah the, opp- the opportunity to work with for, for someone like Ryan who works a lot at PCW and he wrestles really regularly and um, he's been one of their top stars for a long time. But the opportunity to then go and work against guys who are training different ways and working different places, um, it's really valuable. Yeah, yeah, it can be really valuable. All right. oh, it's funny because... When when people say like oh I really want to really want to learn from you and I want you to like what can I do better and stuff and I kind of kind of makes me a little bit uncomfortable because I I don't think I'm a fully polished wrestler at all I think there's like a lot of a lot of things that I can improve on so it kind of makes me like I'm I'm happy to give my opinion here and there but I just I don't want people to think that it's the be all and end all. Well, yeah, and you'd hope everyone that takes advice takes it from many places and uses what works for them. You don't want to be teaching them bad habits, but I'm sure you're not. I mean, you you definitely know what you're doing or you wouldn't be booked around the country like you have been this year, right? So, but it, it makes sense, right? Yeah, I mean, I like to think I know what I'm doing, but... um, <laughs> I'm sure you yeah. do. Yeah. 
You so, look like you know what you're doing. <laughs> definitely. Um, so having travelled a little bit more this year, is there anyone that you've seen that you haven't got in the ring yet that you're itching to to work with? And is there anyone that you really want to work with again that you haven't worked with for a while? Um, well, I want to smash Lockie Hendricks's face in, so that'd be good. <laughs> um, Straighten sure, those teeth out. I'm sure that... <laughs> I'm sure that'll happen one day. Um, I'd really, I'd like to wrestle uh, Edward Dusk. Yeah, nice. He he's caught my eye this year. He's he's good. He's doing some good stuff at DMDU. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I'd like to wrestle him. Um, I've got a chance to be on uh, a couple of shows with Rocky Monero, and I, I just think that'd be really fun. Yeah. We we get on really well, but um, I only really see him every like twice a year. I think we I think we've actually only met like four times in person, but he's like one he's one of those blokes where it kind of feels like you've known him forever. And it feels like I saw him last weekend. So I would love to I'd love to wrestle him. That'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, I think that the way you guys could tell an interesting story with your different styles would work really well. Um because I know he had some really good matches against Royce. Um yeah. and I'd love to see what he would do with you. Yeah, because I've kind of I have kind of, um, kind of, this probably answers the question that you asked before, but I've kind of dove more into like the storytelling aspect of, of, of wrestling this year and kind of not so much moves or stuff that I did focus on there for a little bit. It kind of, I wouldn't say it took over, but I was like, yeah, fuck, I could do this move. And now I'm like, oh, I'd like to do this spot because of this reason that's based on, the the long picture rather than a gif that might go viral. Yeah. Those gifs can be handy. They, I trust me, they can be very fucking handy. Mate, in, uh, intergender matches are becoming more popular and have been for the last few years now. Who's the uh, the best female wrestler that you've uh, come up against? Uh, Jessica Troy is one of my favourite opponents. Yeah, she's He's really quite, busy these days too. Yeah, yeah. and good. Probably so. Yeah, she yeah absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, not knocking that. We, I think we've had, we've had a couple of matches together, but we've had two singles and one of them was um, one of the, I think it was the start of this year. I don't even know. The year's kind of mm. <laughs> together ever since COVID, but we had a, a singles match at PWA um, at one of the Academy shows. And oh, I loved it. We just, she's so easy to wrestle. And of course she's like, I'm used to wrestling guys that are a lot bigger than me. I can kind of do a little bit more with her. I can kind of be her base mm. rather than um, someone else being a base for me. And yeah, I, I love wrestling Jessica Troy. And I got to wrestle. Uh, I got to wrestle Charlie Evans on a Newcastle Pro Wrestling. It was kind of this tournament that never really got released, but we had a we had a absolute banger, um, and no one's seen it. So I'd like <laughs> to get a chance to to get in there with her as well. Yeah. Um, we spoke to Cherry Stevens a couple of weeks ago, and there's a lot of Jessica Troy about her. Yes, correct. In the ring. Yeah, I listened to um, I listened to that chat with her the other day, actually. Oh, that yeah, was you, was it? Yeah, that was me. Yeah, I was, I was the one. Yeah, thank you. Um, I'm a, I'm a massive Cherry Stevens fan. I think she's um, like a, a lot of people get the in ring stuff and then have to find the character. 
and she she's got the character down, and her in-ring stuff is, is fucking good as well. So yeah, it's almost not fair. Out. It's almost not fair to get that good that quick. Yeah, she, yeah, <laughs> she's really really good. Um, no, but she's the she is the entire package though. Yeah, not absolutely. just not just wrestling wise, out of the ring as well. The way she talks, the way she carries herself, and the like, she is one hundred percent the package. Yep, everything she does in the in the little promos as well is very yeah. good. Like her stuff on the Goober reports, really funny. She's um she's got good comedic timing. We I um I got to wrestle Will Kiedis and she was the special guest ref earlier this year. Yes, and yeah, we had some some nice fun interactions and and putting that match together was a lot of fun as well. I'm a big Cherry Stevens fan. Yeah, cool. So uh, you're training at the moment with the injury. What, what are you limited to? And what, what, have you been able to get around um, the girls and guys at wrestling training as well? Or are you just sort of taking a break from that? Uh, since the other week, I, I haven't gone into training at all, no. Um, my training at the moment is just stuff in the gym. The first, the first week after I had the concussion... Um, the doctor said, yeah, just have the week off work, stay home. Nothing physically, uh, nothing like to really exert you physically or mentally. Um, he said, just give it a rest and then gave me a, a full kind of return to sport uh, protocols to do. So last week was based around um, kind of some more aerobic training, more like nothing heavy, just kind of if you're going to lift weights, lift weights to increase your heart rate 24 hours of weight see how you feel after that and then uh, only the last couple of days i've kind of got stuck into some more heavy stuff and yeah that's feeling that's feeling good because i that's what i like to do when i get in the gym anyway is get stuck into the heavy stuff i like this because when you go to a physio or a doctor or anything they'll be normally used to seeing a uh, a football player or a tennis player or whatever it might be what do they say medical professionals when you tell them you're a wrestler um, they usually just ask a couple of questions and see, I, uh, I did the same thing with my doctor the other day as I was talking to him about it. And I just said, I just showed him a video, like a little highlights video, because I, I found that it's so much easier just to show yeah. the person because I can explain it. And what I'm explaining is just going to paint a picture in their head. That's probably not exactly what, what we do. So I just find it easier to just say, Hey, here's my phone, here's a little video. And then they kind of get more of an idea of, of uh, probably one such bad shape. But also, What did, like uh, what did your doctor think of Two stuff. Girls, One Cup? Did he like it? or? Yeah, he already had it saved. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Not surprised. <laughs> yeah. All good doctors do. Yeah. yeah. And he, was, he, was, he was impressed. And um, like my physio, um, he, has a, he has a meeting with a couple of doctors to kind of just discuss uh, cases that are either interesting, it's kind of like a, a bit of a, a monthly meeting to kind of just, um, I guess, brainstorm a little bit. Yeah, and like a bit they, of case study work. Yeah, and they put my um, my MRI results up on the thing and the, my physio kind of uh, gave a bit of a rundown of, of who I am and, and what I do. And one of the, the radiologists was like, oh, wrestling, do they actually hit each other? And, <laughs> and my physio is like, mate, you should see this guy. He's had a concussion, bad shoulder, torn MCL. He's, he's yeah, he's like, he, <laughs> they hit each other. Yeah. At least the doctors respect you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. And like, um, I think he wants to come to a show eventually, which is good as well. Yeah, that'd be always, great. Always try and 
try and rope him into coming to at least one show. Yeah, we'll yeah. make sure it's not the one where you take on Lockie Hendricks because I think that could be an ugly one for him to see. Yeah, true. That's a good call. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, we uh, really appreciate you coming on for a chat today. Uh, we hope that you get better sooner rather than later with the uh, the shoulder injury and, and the like. And uh, we look forward to continuing watching your career grow and grow over the next uh, year or two, mate, as uh, you really start to take the Australian wrestling team, the Australian wrestling scene by storm. Well done. No worries, guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, anytime you guys uh, throw out the message, I'm happy to come on and have a chat. I should say, too, I didn't awesome. get the chance to mention it before. I really loved watching your dad when he was wrestling in the 90s, in the early 2000s, Ricky Diamond. Which one? Oh, yeah, I was going to say which one. Yeah, okay. Ricky Diamond. <laughs> he, oh, I'm, I which one? He was on. He was on one of the first shows I ever refed up in New South Wales, I think. Yeah, okay, there you go. Yeah. Well, Tony's compensated many of his matches. Yes, correct, I have. Oh, really? He is uh, a big feature down here in Melbourne. I don't even know if I had the name Matt Diamond when I, was, when I met him. Actually, maybe I did. Uh, it was a long time ago. <laughs> maybe you took his name at that point. Maybe I did. Yeah. You were so impressed. A name versus name match. Exactly. Yeah, we could throw in um, EC Diamond from Queensland as well. Yeah. There's probably, there's probably, there'd be others. I don't know if there'd be in Australia, but there'd be, no. there'd be plenty. Oh, definitely. The one thing is for sure, mate, you're all a cut above the rest. Oh, nice. Oh, Go on, Tony. Good way to finish. Hey, on that good. note. Thank you, Matty. Talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. Matt Diamond joining us here on the Turnbuckle. Welcome to Intermission. Yeah, Intermission. Part two of the program after our intermission there and a good chat to Matt Diamond. Yeah, we've become accustomed to having Matt in Melbourne and I'm looking forward to that resuming once he's back in the ring. Yeah, it's sad to hear that he's off, off out of the ring for a while. That's a pity. He'll be back soon enough, I yeah. am sure. Now, great news is after the success of War Games down here in Altona for DMDU, <laughs> WWE have decided to put it on their Survivor Series program. <laughs> so they've taken it off the NXT brand and said, right, we are making this a WWE product. Yeah, yeah. and they're going to have a good 40-minute break before the main event. It'll be good. Um, I, yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? I think, um, look, I like Triple it. H, Triple H, huge fan of the war games as a storytelling mechanism and refreshing survivor series is something that's been sorely needed Yeah, because that raw versus SmackDown stuff was getting a little bit old. Has, has SmackDown ever won a survivor ever? Have SmackDown ever won? I'll ring I'm Roman not... one Roman won last year, maybe. Yeah. But I think they've always lost the count. Yeah. Like I think NXT won it one year, didn't they? Yeah, I think so. That'll have been the year you were there, Tony. 
Uh, yes, correct. You're exactly <laughs> right. They did too when we went to Chicago to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. It's the first crazy. time you've actually mentioned that on the show, which is. Yeah. Didn't you know I went to Chicago? <laughs> it's um, interesting with war games though i reckon because i think we we remember war games to be better than they were like was there maybe one good war games at wcw like maybe maybe two like they, look i was a huge nwo mark so yeah um, i know yeah and there's a great one that there's a great one with the nwo of course but i don't know I just, that's just well, some like, of those early ones yeah i've rewatched a lot of them and they they are great but the NXT ones have all been fantastic. Yeah, the NXT ones have been excellent. And I guess that's Triple H's hand there. So so we, we are expecting they will be uh, SmackDown versus Raw. It'll be the no, he said it'll be storyline-based. Okay, beautiful. Much better. better. Idea, yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. 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 I mean, um, It's amazing, isn't it? These hardcore matches are so much better when there's a story and a reason. Who would have thought? Um, yeah, thought? rather than just last minute. like Because I think even the NXT ones last year, it was like, it was a very loose reasoning for doing the show, it was almost old blokes versus young blokes. Mm. So um, to get, like to get, and I'm not sure who will be in it. I assume that we'll look at the Roman and the Usos being involved somehow. Um, and we'll wait and see who the other team are. Mm. But I'm hoping for a bit of KO and Sami Zayn and those guys in it. Maybe maybe uh, Johnny Gargano. Like there's a lot of great wrestlers. Yeah, um, a lot of potential. And to see them sort of let loose in this environment, it's actually a bit exciting. Yeah. I'll tell you what, bros, were you at the Altona DMDU show for the War Games? Yeah, yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there, there is a, a, an amazing sort of uh, anticipation that goes through you when you walk into a venue. And I know definitely with Chicago, that was for me when I walked into that NXT night and saw the two rings set up and you knew exactly what was coming up. You go, this is going to be fun. And, and DMDU was the same. Once you saw the, the ring set up and, and the like, it was just, this is going to be cool. Yeah, Which is not yeah. the same case if you went into one of those WCW shows with the three rings set up for that terrible <laughs> battle royal they were running. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, War Games will be better too because Triple H is uh, finally following in Tony Khan's footsteps uh, and he's hiring ex-WWE guys. So... <laughs> uh, <laughs> So it's it's good to have so like Strowman. I think Strowman in a war games could be an interesting uh, addition too. So Strowman reigns. Strowman reigns. Yeah. Can we can we talk about this for a sec though? And and the fact that <laughs> I, I think we all knew that WWE was going very stale, very fast, and very south, very fast. Very fast. It's been going south for a, a long time. It's been a slow. It's been a death yeah, of a thousand right. cuts. And that's true. Yeah. Quite or literally, went, or when it went comes very to the fast. Jobs. It's went very fast and stayed there. It's meant to be the promotion in the north, but it's been going south for a long time. <laughs> but <laughs> we knew that something needed to be done. But did we know that the release of Vince McMahon was, uh, we probably did. Well, what a difference it has made. I believe I've tweeted it before. So um, yeah. I think Twitter always knew, well, but we just didn't think the old man would ever leave. We thought he'd die in the chair. So yeah, um, I think everyone was sort of, when NXT was at its best and it was essentially the only wrestling I was watching for a couple of years were just NXT, the one hour show. Um, you were watching that thinking, why can't WWE be this? Um, and it's not that yet, but um, you know, no, but, there are but, promises. I mean, it's honeymoon period, but oh, without a doubt. But for me, 
it actually reeks of a business now that's been run by a wrestler. It's a wrestling company. It's a wrestling company. Whereas before, McMahon was never a wrestler. He was a commentator. He was a businessman and the like, but he was never I a wrestler. I don't know. I've seen <laughs> he's a former world champion, Tony. He was never a professional hey, wrestler. That's he's how fought, he didn't get he's the fought Stone Cold. He's fought Hulk Hogan. He's fought Bret Hart. He has. I've seen all of those. It's just, he fought God. He fought God, for Christ's sake. Uh, it is interesting though too because he's I, fought the legal system in the yeah. in America for many years. That's many, the, many, that's many the longest years. feud he's had, to be honest. Yeah, and he, he fought the athletic commission in New Jersey. He won that one. <laughs> the, he's the doing biggest, pretty well. The biggest loss he ever had was against a panda. <laughs> he lost the name. Yeah, and then he rewrote that to make it sound like he wanted to lose it anyway yeah, correct. to I thought, get wrestling. I thought, I, I thought you were talking about panda uh, energy. No, no, no. There, WWF. That's, that's something else that didn't happen. <laughs> The, uh, yeah, I mean, it's interesting, though, depending on if you look at what's happened this year, you could either say that McVince has been planning his exit for the whole year, or you could argue that this has come up and he was, you know, usurped at the last minute. But it, we don't know I the mean, truth. And wow. We never will. There's a lot of um, NDAs. There's a lot of NDAs that prevent us from knowing the truth. I know. I'm hoping after I talk about it on this show, I get a million bucks in my bank account so they shut me up, you know. But <laughs> the Because the, uh, the other interesting thing about it, uh, is um, like did they know that this was going to come out? I guess is the other question. Um, but all of those, all the talent they've rehired, were also let go during the pandemic when they had to try and cut costs. Correct. Because at the end of the day, WE is a publicly listed company, and that people can't forget how important that is Look, to the running of the company. They suck and cutting like- slack and getting rid of the, that money off their books to keep their shares up to keep the company worth what they need it to be worth. You know, like it's all relative, right? It's all, they did sack about two hundred. There are about two hundred wrestlers. Yeah, uh, they, north they, of two hundred wrestlers got they sacked. They saved so. themselves a lot of money on on paper, a lot of money very quickly. Mm. So, um, but which so they can it, argue is profit, then can't they? They can just turn around and say, "Oh, look, we made plenty of profit." Oh, uh, who knows? Yeah. I think it's hey, all know, theoretical money when we're talking the stock market, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it Move is. our focus to New Japan wrestling. They've had to cancel a couple of shows. What's the story there? The typhoon. And I'm not talking about um, <laughs> Earthquake's old partner either. Mate, I, I think I was in a typhoon in South Australia on the weekend. Man. Bad weather? Oh, shocking. The wind was atrocious well, over there, but I presume did, uh, this is even worse. Did what New, was New, worse? New was Japan the... have to cancel any matches in in South Australia? Or? No, no, I was, no, at the, no. I was at the motor racing, which no, the boys no, believe no. is a work anyway. So, What was yeah. worse, um, the weather in Adelaide or the fashion? <laughs> Very comparable, both. Well, Tony was there, so the fashion, obviously. The fashion lifted. The fashion lifted. <laughs> he fat raw, fit right in. Um, no, there was a typhoon. They had to cancel a couple of shows. Um, which, given that they, I mean, Japan's just getting back on its, like, just opening back up from the pandemic, and so hopefully it's just a minor setback. And I haven't looked too far into. Um, what damage was done. Hopefully everyone's back on their feet and cheering at wrestling shows soon after what Lyle's been calling the crap crowds. Or at least uh, standing at wrestling shows, clapping politely, whatever it is they do over there. Well, uh, their dojos are made out of paper paper and twigs, aren't they, or something? Aren't they? I don't know. <laughs> you have to ask Robbie. <laughs> no, I don't think they are. I think some of the walls are made of paper. Oh, yeah, that's what it means. But that's the, not, the, not the external interior. walls. That's yeah. on the interior, Tony. Oh, okay. So as long as you don't leave a door open. Yeah, and you're okay. Yeah, you're all right. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, your house turns origami. 
Yeah. Paper mache. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they do have a lot of problems with dragons and monsters attacking, like, as well. So I think that. <laughs> from what you typh- understand. Right. Yeah. From what I understand, Godzilla <laughs> and then uh, apparently a big typhoon. Yeah. If he's made earthquake comes, <laughs> they're in trouble. Probably not the place I want didn't, to visit. Didn't earthquake quake used to sumo over there as well? Does earthquake was, it, was I believe John, so. I believe John, John Tenter was yeah, John Tenter was a was a sumo. Full circle. That's all I'm saying. Like the rising sun. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, speaking of monsters, <laughs> oh shit, whiz, we just lost Welshy there. He's just <laughs> knocked everything over. I know. I got excited. <laughs> uh, speaking of monsters, is Bray Wyatt on the comeback? Well. There's some teasing going on at the house shows, and then I think today again on Raw this week. So um, it looks like he might be on the way back. I love that they're teasing his comeback with Jefferson Airplane. Like that's just that's wild. Bit of psychedelic kind of yeah rock music from the seventies. Uh, that's a Pritchard thing, isn't it? He'd be into yeah. He'd be into Jefferson Airplane. Pritchard's into whatever his boss tells him he's into. <laughs> Uh, it'll be interesting to see whether he does. Uh, sad news for Trish Status, rushed to hospital. Is she okay? Well, it would be sad news if she hadn't been rushed to hospital because it turns out she had appendicitis. Ooh, so she got to avoid the whole, what she, to quote her, the whole dying thing. Yeah, well, <laughs> as, as we know, they burst and it turns into perignitis and then the poisoning of the blood kills you. The, yeah, uh, and so uh, she had a pain. She, knew she, she said she didn't know what it was, but she knew it wasn't appendicitis, but she took herself to the hospital anyway and, Turns out she's not a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> so it was appendicitis. Yeah. I love, so... I love that part of the story too, though. Like she's in excruciating pain, so she drives herself to hospital. Like that's insane. She's a tough bitch, that's for sure. Yeah, tough as guts. I love it. Good on her. Now, bros, you were in Sydney for WrestleBrainia. Uh, how did that all go down over the weekend? Oh, there were some fun shows. There's some really fun shows. The, uh, I'm trying to think now, Shazza and, and, uh, and uh, unsocial Jordan was Jordan, it? Jordan, yeah, Shazza and Jordan on the first one, they were great fun. Shazza's, how did, how did they're, Jeff they're both go? Insane. How did Jeff go as the marriage counselor? <laughs> he was fine, Jordan was being very polite to Shazza, so <laughs> not, 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 I don't need to say, do I, that we won? Oh, Shazza was on my team, we, we won that. Oh, one. nice, uh, obviously, I wasn't there, so that's why other people can win. <laughs> Jeff usually plays favorites with you, is that what you're saying? No, I win despite Jeff. He's not a fan of me. <laughs> he takes it out of Jeff's hands. I've stolen That's... the trophy at least three times. Oh, no, you have a few. Did you broke the trophy, I believe? Is that, was that your I didn't break oh, the no, trophy. No, no, no. That was Carlo has broken the trophy. <laughs> Cracker Jack broke the trophy. Uh, everyone breaks the trophy. I think there are still parts of the trophy in Cracker Jack's head. So. I think there's definitely parts oh. of the trophy embedded into the stage at the catfish, <laughs> the catfish here in melbourne yeah. yeah 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 nice i like it so um, overall, overall a good weekend yeah it was a great weekend uh we wrapped up with i'm trying to think i can't think of all the names now i should have written we had robbie now. eagles uh robbie eagles was the final show robbie eagles and wow. uh, concrete davidson uh and those two finished uh with a, a sparkling rendition of my sacrifice they uh, sang together uh to close the show and it was nice. magnificent there, i believe there is video of the uh, of the duet uh um, and I have had that song stuck in my head ever since. It's like, how did my the, friend the... uh, Vinny Vane go? Vinny Vane is one of the greatest uh, up and comers I've seen in a long time. He is so good on the mic. He's so good in character. He just was, he was spectacular. 
He put his shades on and just he was an arsehole the Excellent. whole time. It was fantastic. I love an arsehole. Love a good arsehole. Yeah. Yes, oh, you, you and him get along really well, Reggie. Don't worry about that. And yeah, that's Jeff, that was Jeff's call that Vinny and Lockie'd make a great tag team. Hmm. Uh, uh, right in the right in the sweet spot for sure. Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, mate, I'm just uh, I'm just sad for you that you have to spend the weekend with Jeff, but that's all right. Well, I, I didn't spend the weekend with Jeff. He stayed in his hotel and oh, I was good. With my, my sure. wife in my apartment. It was okay. <laughs> Is it true that you gave him the wrong hotel so that he would definitely get his accommodation <laughs> away from you? It's like, yeah, we're, we're staying in Newcastle, Jeff. Uh, book something in Newcastle. <laughs> <laughs> it's close. <laughs> yeah, so, no, but hey, it's good times. You spoke, I should have brought this up earlier. You spoke earlier about uh, WWE re-signing old WWE people and all that sort of stuff. They're in a bit of a honeymoon period, the old WWE. AEW doing anything to address it? Are they, or are they just accepting it at the moment? Well, I mean, all their wrestlers are suspended. Yeah, exactly. Doesn't help. That's true too. <laughs> Every champion in the place has had to hand the belt back in. <laughs> um, look, it's, it's going to be really interesting. It's the first time that, when you log on to one of the dirt sheet websites, you're not met with nine glowing articles about Tony Khan and then one shitting on WWE. And it's kind of gone 180. Mm. Um, there's no balance in wrestling journalism. Who'd have thought? Um, <laughs> but what I like, Tony's getting challenged at the moment. He's got to fix his HR department for starters. Um, but once that's done, look, it's still an attractive place to work. They're still putting on good shows. They're still pulling really good numbers. Um, but they're just not, for some reason, they're not the cool kids at the moment. And that's one thing that he's probably got to address a little bit. But while he's got Jericho and Moxley and Danielson, I think they're going to be okay. Yeah. What, are you, what do you think, bros? Yeah, look, I think it's an interesting time. It'll be interesting. Uh, look, I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm probably the odd one out. I'm not a huge AEW fan. It doesn't do it for me. Um, but and, and I'm not a Tony Khan fan at all. But there's so much great talent there that if they can organize what, themselves. Though, I'm impressed with Tony Khan. I reckon he does a lot of cocaine. Lot oh, more he, than what an I immense think. amount. An immense amount. Uh, he reminds me of in my late 20s. But the, allegedly. Uh, allegedly. <laughs> Like he does well, allegedly does, but regardless of what's causing it, he is a little bit manic at the moment, and he needs to rein that in a bit. He needs to get his shit under control, and 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 you're like you're saying the, the the roster's deep. Like I still feel like there's potential in that roster that hasn't been realised from guys that have been there since the start. I'm not even talking about people that have joined in the last six twelve months. So yeah, if they can just focus, mm. uh, maybe he should hire a booker that I don't know has wrestled in its in his life, but uh, or her life, but. Uh, but yeah, look, I think it'll work out. But you're like you're saying, the, who knows the, what the dirt sheets say and what's reality are two different things. So yeah, um, and as long as they're like TBS and and TNT are all happy with the product, apparently Warner Brothers Discovery are happy with the product. MJF said that Warner Brothers Discovery are happy with him personally as well, uh, which sounds like something he would say. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure it'll all iron out in the end. And plus, you know, let's see what happens to WE. Let's see how they stuff it. Yes. Reckons well, he's, he's, he's pushing that M rating as hard as he can. So let's see if well, there's a kickback from that from any of the networks or any of the investors. And there's only so many wrestlers he can bring back as well before he's got to start telling <laughs> his own stories. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah. You can't just write everything around this person returning and that person returning again. You yeah. can and he will. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't write Trisha's trip to the hospital into the story somehow. That would have been great. Too. Uh, the Smackdown hasn't come yet this week. <laughs> no. Now, guys, before we get into the upcoming shows this week, I've just got to say to you, I'm afraid for the calendar. I think it's days are numbered. The calendar? Yeah. Just or a the calendar. Or no, the colander. No, well, I believe that you guys need some jokes for packs or something. So I'm just trying to help you out a little bit here. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not helpful. Yeah, look, we've been told we need... Well, look, we're, we're going to be at PAX for WrestleBrainia um, on the Saturday. This Is it the 7th, bros? Something like that. I'll have to look at my uh, numbers. Calendar. Yeah, sorry, um, calendar. Yeah, so uh, if you haven't got tickets, you can't come. It's sold out on the Saturday. What? It's the eighth Saturday, the eighth three. The eighth shows on. Yep, yep, yep. Are you cosplaying? Who are you cosplaying as, uh, Welchie? I haven't decided. I'm either going to become as me, or I'm going to come as Macho Man. I haven't decided. <laughs> it just depends on whether I can find or fit into my costume. Well, fair enough, too. Yeah. I'm, no. So I'll be probably coming as me. Well, I just have to put on a g-string and oil up my body with baby oil, and I'm in oh, my cosplay. Please. So I'll just, I'll just do that. But we're being told that we. We've got to come up with some G-rated jokes, Tony. Um, yeah. The one I was going to roll with at the start was um, <laughs> that I'd never seen so many people in one room whose parents are disappointed in them since I left rehab. But apparently I'm not allowed to use that one. No, I, I wouldn't use that. <laughs> well, maybe you could use the one that goes... Uh, Tony wouldn't one... use that because he'd forget the punchline, I imagine. What did one breast say to the other? If we don't get support soon, they're going to think we're nuts. Hey... I don't think that's G-rated, Tony. Well, I think you've missed the brief. It's not R-rated. <laughs> what do a tick and the Eiffel Tower have in common? They're both parasites. Oh, okay. Fuck that. <laughs> the rule isn't... It's not G-rated jokes on here, Tone. I think you can do whatever you want on, <laughs> on the turnbuckle. Uh, all, but... all I can say is I tried to help. If you don't want my help, well, much I can do. Upcoming I, I, shows. I, I think the shows will be as fun as always. I, I wouldn't worry too be. much about that. Hey, before we do that, bros, plug your podcast. No, oh, please. Chaflick's podcast. Uh, actually, this week's episode is Con Air. Uh, no, it's not. It's Face Off. Face Off. Oh, oh yeah. good movie. Yeah, yeah. And then Con Air next week. Uh, but yeah, so we just chat film each week. Um, and I'm going to throw together some uh, some wrestling films soon. So we'll have... Uh, Nicholas Cage's best film. Guys, mate. Uh, Face Off. No, oh, no adaptations, amazing. But yeah, okay. I don't know. It depends on your tastes. There's a, there's a Nicolas Cage film for every occasion. Yeah, so every some occasion. Are some yeah. are really bad. What's uh, Arizona? What's that one called? No, what, what am I thinking? Anyway, he's got Leaving a lot of great Las films. Vegas. Is that him? Oh, that's a great film too. It's great there's, film. There's lots of great films. Lots was he films. snakes on planes? No, no, no. No, but if you thought that was him, well, that's interesting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the six degrees of Nicholas, the six degrees of Kevin Bacon, but you could do that with Nicholas Cage as yeah, well. I'm pretty sure exactly. could. Oh, easily, easily. It's done a hundred things. Upcoming shows Friday, the 23rd of September, PCW Ignition Grand Final Eve Edition is on in Ferntree Gully. And speaking of snakes on planes, Venom Pro present Meltdown Six in Mermaid Waters in Queensland on Saturday, the 24th of September. Uh, there's probably more shows. I can't find them. It's grand final weekend. So. Yeah, everyone's going quiet. And then it's New South Wales grand final weekend the weekend after. So Aren't you going to much. that? Yeah, I am, actually. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, nice. First time I've been to an NRL grand final. 
sitting up with Jesus at the back of ANZ Stadium. Hey, Seuss, he's called up there. Is he? <laughs> yes, I could imagine there'd be a different kind of religion in Sydney. Uh, that's all we've got time for. Boys, thank you so much. Brothers, thank you for coming on board, mate. Really Not appreciate it. Thank You're you a big much. improvement on the me. usual guy. <laughs> yeah. I, don't know who, I don't know who that is, but that's all right. He's yeah. all right. He's all right, isn't he? The usual guy's good, isn't he? He's all right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Ah, well, no, thanks. We've for replaced on, him twice this fun. year, bros. Yeah, right. And both times we've replaced him have been highly successful. <laughs> and you could see the writing on the wall. You could be the best funny man we've had in four weeks. Oh, oh that, four weeks. Poor Tosh. No, no, he was five weeks ago. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love uh, it. I catch you soon, guys. Thank no you. Worries. And thank thanks you for joining us right here on the turnbuckle.